Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are winding down the season and our first stop is in South Dakota is for an incredible journey. Peyton Riz is the Chief of Communications and co-founder at Fomento. A Winnipeg, Manitoba native, Peyton came down to the University of South Dakota to be a D1 athlete on their triathlon team while studying medical biology. Little did she know, the school she thought was just for her triathlon experience led to something so much more. It led to her journey as a business owner, where she represented the United States for the Holt Prize with many more learning lessons to share. But before I bring her on, let's learn how she podcasts. Peyton, which platform do you stream your podcast shows through? Apple. I use Apple as well. It's just very easy on the phone. When in the day do you find yourself listening to your shows? Um, later in the evenings or whenever I just need something to fill my head. Do you find it in the headset or on a speaker in the car maybe? Um, in the car sometimes or just in my AirPods. In your AirPods, I like that. Well, thank you for sharing and welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Vincent A. Lancey. You can find more on me at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media platforms or my website, vincentalancy.com. For those of you new to the show, each week since December 2019, I have interviewed the founder of a company or brand to share what worked well for them, what they needed to improve on, and all of their learning lessons along the way right here on this show. Of course, we have some bonus episodes, including the Rewind the Clock series, where I bring back previous guests to share their headlines, and the Gasparilla Overload. We are on our second overload this January 2022. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Riz is the co-founder at Fomento, a platform that offers the simplest thrifting experience yet. Peyton and her two co-founders, Bridget and Ashlyn, created Fomento to help solve the environmental problem of consumption and waste from the fashion industry. The team of three competed with their business idea in the 2020 Holt Prize Sustainable Global Entrepreneurship Competition, where they were selected to represent the U.S. with Fomento. I had to start off the show with that because it's such a great accomplishment. Out of 300,000 global applications, the students from the University of South Dakota made the final 10 teams and were the recipients of $100,000 in seed capital. Ever since, the team has gone on to raise an additional $150,000 from the Falls Angels Fund out of Sioux Falls and preparing for the official launch of the product. I'm excited to learn all about this journey, including this competition. Peyton Riz, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to share our story with everybody. Would you mind starting out the show with introducing yourself on the personal side to our listeners, and then we will dive into entrepreneurship. Yes, for sure. So I grew up in Canada, in Manitoba, and I've always grown up like super outdoorsy and always into athletics. So I get in, I got into triathlon about 15 years ago and was super focused on that. And that's why I ended up coming to the U.S. because they have a lot of D1 programs. And I got recruited to go to South Dakota. I originally was like, there's no way I'm going to go to South Dakota. I got to escape the cold. But mm-hmm. I came on a visit, loved it. And I came here originally wanting to be a naturopathic doctor. So I started in medical biology 
And um, I ended up switching my major last year to communication studies because it fit better with um, Fomento and what we were doing with that. So um, I'm just big into sustainability, how we can help the earth. I love connecting with people. And so Fomento and that kind of journey has given me like the best of both worlds with that. And um, I didn't think that South Dakota would bring me um, much more than triathlon experience and it's brought me so much more so i'm super thankful for that well if say things had worked out where you went to the university of south dakota and it was just for your triathlon experience was your plan always to own a business after that run or did you want to be a nine to five um i never like considered myself a business owner i like don't know i didn't know anything about business prior to the whole prize competition but i did um, want to go into naturopathic medicine and have my own practice. So I guess that has a business side of it. But I was thinking of, oh, I'll just find someone to run the business side of it. But now I could be the business runner and partner with a naturopathic. So roles have a reversed a bit. Were you friends with these two girls before the business opportunity came up? Were you talking about the business opportunity maybe in the library one day? How did it all come about? <laughs> Yeah, so Ashlyn and Bridget, we were friends um, because they do track on the track team. So we all met through athletics and I knew Bridget better than Ashlyn. And one day when I was in the library, actually just walking down the stairs, Bridget came up to me and asked me if she if I wanted to be on her team for the Hulk Prize. And she kind of explained the business idea that she had. And she had been in the Hulk Prize competition the previous year with Ashlyn um, with a separate idea. And so I had known what the Hope Prize was, but not a ton. Um, I knew it was going to be a super cool opportunity for me. So I was like, I'd love to be a part of it. And she kind of wanted, she was looking for someone that loved to talk and like hype people up. And so I had given like speeches on campus before. So that's why she kind of like looked to ask me. And then Ashlyn has a really good eye for design. So um, that's why she asked her best friend Ashlyn to also be on the team. Um, but Bridget's, uh, original idea for the business for Fomento came when she was studying abroad in Costa Rica. She was on a sustainability trip there and they could only pack like minimal clothing. And so this other girl had this forget me not t-shirt um, with flowers on it. And it was from Brandy Melville, which is like not a totally sustainable brand. So she was like, when I get back to the US, I want to try and thrift this shirt because she liked it so much. So she hopped online and she found it on a ton of different online thrift shops and was like, why isn't this easier? Why don't we make this into one location so that I can just compare quality and price and sizes all in one spot um, to find that forget me not t-shirt. So that's how she came up with the idea for Fomento to make thrifting simple. And from there, um, we kind of took it off with the Hulk prize and never really expected for um all of this to happen, but the whole prize was a super great stepping stone for us, for sure. It's an incredible story. It's great to see all of your success, especially these accomplishments with gaining seed money, excuse me, very hard for people who are out there to get, and you've already accomplished quite a bit of it. But since you've been on your own, you never went down the nine to five as an entrepreneur. What are some of the hardest parts for you? I think it's kind of balancing different things in your life, especially for our age, like we were all college students or I still am in college, just finishing out um, in May. So, and we were athlete, um, in athletics as well. So it was crazy hard balancing everything. Yeah. Um, and even now, like, I think it's important to remember like doing stuff that you enjoy outside of the business. 
Um, otherwise you're going to like drive yourself crazy and get burnt out. So I think like the hardest thing is balancing your life while also like getting stuff done um, and working as hard as you can. So yeah, I think I've learned a lot um, just about how I want to balance everything. Balancing is very hard. That's one of the hardest things as well as for me, including prioritizing things, what to prioritize when. Yeah. I can't even imagine with finals time and then athletics yeah. and you have this business, which is super successful now for a couple of years. What is one of the greatest failures or lessons learned you've had with it so far? Uh, there's been a lot of different things. I think a lot of them have been like smaller for us um, within the Holt Prize Accelerator program. We did a lot of pitching um, last year in the fall. And so it was an eight month, eight month uh, accelerator program. And every Friday we did pitches. And so they would rank us too within the teams, like top three and bottom three. So it really sucked like being in that bottom three or being in that middle and like not really knowing where we were. So I think that was like a good learning lesson, um, kind of working our way up to the top. And then also for me on my side of things, I um, am the person who deals with partnerships with thrift shops. So I send out like tons of messages and emails, DMs to different thrift shops that I find. And I've sent out like hundreds of them and have gotten like some replies um, and slowly like steadily gotten more replies. But at the beginning, like getting no replies really sucked. But it's a good learning experience to like pivot how we're sending messages, what we're saying to make it like seem more legit. So mm -hmm. those are just some lessons we've kind of learned along the way. But we learn something new every day. I love how you touched on that. The cold messaging. Not many people do it. I'm big into it as well. And it's. <laughs> numbers you get some replies but it takes sometimes hundreds of messages right now with covid yeah. going on as i'm trying to get my children's books into the schools on a larger scale there's so many obstacles i'm facing trying to word that message perfectly to get in there recently we were at a school here in tampa using mental health week you can find that link in the bio as well as how to get in touch with peyton but first we want to ask peyton who she would choose to sit down with if she had the choice of any entrepreneur dead or alive i would have to go with tony robbins i've been like really inspired by him and been following him for the last couple years um i learned more about him after his documentary on netflix but he like really touches people's lives and i think the biggest thing with him is connection between all of us and connecting with people and for fomento too in order for us to sell we need to connect with people and kind of connect with their why for different sustainable reasons. So um, that's a person I would love to have a conversation with. Where would you choose to have the meeting if the ball was in your court? <laughs> I would say somewhere like Peaceful, right beside the ocean. I think he lives actually right on the coast. So I always see videos of him like with the ocean in the background. I'm like, that just looks so beautiful and so peaceful. Can't argue with your choice there. Now share what's <laughs> next for you and all of your entrepreneurial endeavors. What's next for your company you're working on right now as well? Yeah, so next is getting the app out on the app store. Um, we're kind of thinking about doing a soft launch so that we can test it out, make sure the app doesn't crash, mm -hmm. um, kind of send it out to our inner circle um, and get all the bugs out and then slowly market it. Um, we also have a Fomento Thrifted Fashion Show that we're doing this Wednesday in Rapid City. So we're super excited about that. It's just going to be a fun event to celebrate what we're doing. Um, and all of the models that we have for the fashion show are wearing all thrifted outfits. Um, so kind of the next plan in the next year is to really 
scale the app, um, market more, get more fashion influencers and thrift partners on board. So we just build up the Fomento community. I like that. You're really not only filling a need, you're doing good for the world. How many years overall has this project, your company, been in the works from the beginning stages? Uh, so we started and entered the Hope Prize in December of 2019. So that was the start. Um, we didn't really start cranking out work until maybe March of 2020, um, after we found out we were going to be in the accelerator program. Um, and then last fall, we really got going. And last fall was when we became an LLC. Um, and since then, we've been working up and then getting more seed funding. So yeah, it's been, I guess, two Excited. years. So. Yeah. so December 2019, you entered the whole prize. You had to have done some work mm -hmm. before then to prep that. So I'm sure there's some months there. It just goes to mm -hmm. show as entrepreneurs how much work goes in before you're even getting going, in some cases, nearly three years. So I am looking forward to seeing what's next from all three of you. And we'll eventually bring you back on for a Rewind the Clock episode because there will be tons <laughs> to share before we sign off, it is time for the spotlight story, Peyton. For everyone listening on, if it's your first episode, at the end of each show, my guest and I go through a fellow entrepreneur's journey to inspire you from another angle. And as we have a rock star female entrepreneur on the show today, we will share another in a journey that I had never knew before today, Manjit Minhas, also from Canada, raised in Alberta. And this petroleum engineering student turned beer baroness is actually a dragon on the hit TV show, Dragon's Den. In America, we have Shark Tank. She leads a privately owned empire that had revenues when this article was written in excess of $220 million last year. She is the co-founder and co-owner of Minhas Brewery, Distillery, and Winery. She started these companies at only 19 years old, and I enjoyed that because our guest as well started really <laughs> young and found success. She launched her spirits in 1999, then the beer in 2002. Together with her brother, they spent $10,000 to give, as the article puts, the big boys a run for their money. One of the first successful companies to enter the Canadian beer industry in many decades, where she now has over 90 brands of beers, spirits, liqueurs, and wines. To date, her companies have sold over 7 billion pints of beer. And she's even in Costco with 48 can packs, but better and Focusing on sustainability like today's guest, it uses a no-plastic high-cone ring and uses the least amount of box material to um, produce this product. It says this product alone will save millions of pounds of packaging materials, ending up in all the already overfilled landfills. To take her entrepreneurial journey further, she co-owns Spotlight TV and film production that writes, directs, and produces a number of documentaries, films, lifestyle programs, you name it. And that's based in Calgary and L.A. here in the States. As I mentioned, she's even on Dragon's Den. She's got a podcast that broke records right away. Peyton, what do you like best about her journey? Have you Are you familiar with her story being from Canada? I was not. I think when I, I looked up her name, I recognized her face because I have watched Dragon's Den a bit um, as a Canadian. But I did not know that she um, kind of broke through with that, with the beer industry. And the, that's super cool. I think I'm like most inspired by people that start out really young and have that vision and are like super successful because um, it's just like good to look at 
for us, like being young, hoping that one day, like we can be as big as that. And then another thing, like you said, that stuck out to me was the sustainability aspects of um, her helping the environment um, and having the product be also good for um, the planet. So I think that's like something that a lot of people are doing now more and more. So I love to see when people are like the first to do that, start that ripple effect for everyone to follow. Certainly, there's a lot of awareness, or I could say more awareness than there's been of focusing on sustainable acts, being a green business in as many ways as you can. It's only going to get better and brighter in that regard. But I want to thank you so much for a great analysis and for an incredible <laughs> episode. We actually linked up on the show, everyone listening on, of course, through networking, if you know me by now, on LinkedIn through her partner. Her partner, co-founder Bridget, thought she would be a great fit, and she was right for the show. <laughs> I also liked how you talked about the numbers with cold messaging. You created your business to fill a need. And of course, again, the sustainability aspect to your company. It is now time for your last word. My last word, I would say to everyone out there that's a little younger, not really knowing what they want to do, just follow your passions. And it's never too late to like switch and decide that you want to do something else. Um, always just take a chance, but like really be happy about what you're doing and pursue your passions for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Now, please share where everybody can find you, find your business, say hello. Yeah, we are on Instagram. That's our main platform for sharing updates. That's where any updates about launching the app will be. We also have LinkedIn. Um, we all have personal LinkedIn's and a Fomento LinkedIn. And then also our landing page is driftfomento.com. Um, we're currently working on a rebranding. So um, stay tuned for that when the website relaunches with a whole new branding. I will look out for that. And all of those links will be in this show bio. Be sure to check us out too. We are at That Entrepreneur Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. But on Twitter, we are at Podcast by Lancey because of the character limit. But you get updates from all of the shows. I am at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media, as well as my YouTube channel. And my website is VincentALancey.com. My latest book is Mental Health Week, the go-to book for elementary school students to learn the basics of mental health. It's time for the quote to end the show, and it's from our Spotlight Entrepreneur. The idea of trust and being fair have always worked out for me, and it's rarely been betrayed. I know it sounds old-fashioned, but it's true. I love the message there, so I had to include it. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on That Entrepreneur Show. Thank you so much, Peyton, for joining the show. Thank you. Thank you.